You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 24th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. I wish you guys could have tuned in for the first five minutes of the show that we don't produce. That was some good stuff. Steve Wiltfong is still here, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Going well, man. The uh, weather outside is becoming frightful. But inside my house, man, it's delightful. The Pacers are 1-0. Enjoyed watching that last night with my kids and happy to be home for the holidays, man. Hope everyone's doing well at their end. We do want to emphasize our hope for everyone being happy, healthy, and safe this holiday season. It has been a giant cluster F of a year, and we are trying to finish it off in royal fashion. The Buckeyes are helping us by staying alive. Steve and I had a lively Dabo Swinney conversation before this, none of which can be posted, and we will address that later on. But let's get to Steve's wheelhouse, and that is recruiting. Steve, you brought to the table last week the crystal ball for Jaheim Singletary, one of the best defensive backs in the class of 2022 out of Florida. Many believe now that he will commit to Ohio State. But then there is the Florida fear. And by that, I mean, when you get a guy early in Florida, the fear is you're going to have to chase him forever. I will say that Sean Wade somewhat disintegrated that myth. Do you believe if Ohio State does get a commitment from Jaheim Singletary, which you can go into, that'll be the kind of thing where they'll be fighting to hold on for the whole time? Man, I mean, I think that uh, that stuff's so hard to project. I think right now that Ohio State is the one to beat for Jaheim Singletary going into his announcement on January 2nd. The Buckeyes, when they offered this fall, that was the one he was waiting on. And and since then, the relationship has blossomed. uh, And uh, he has tremendous trust in the coaching staff and, and the development. And it's a place that he sees himself being very successful. Florida and Clemson are the other contenders, but I give the edge uh, going into the decision to uh, the Big Ten power. And and with that, um, you know, it's early in the process and young men haven't taken visits in 2022. And so uh, 2022 could be an interesting year uh, come April when when prospects are able to get back on the road and, and see things. And I think in a perfect world, Ohio State would like all their prospects to to come take visits but but you're not going to say no to a Caleb Burton the number one receiver in the top 247 from Texas who fits your program uh, from a personality standpoint you have a great report with him and he wants to come and the only thing he hasn't done is is taken a visit you know it'll be interesting to see if these prospects feel like that was a big thing missing from their recruitment uh, when, when, when they see their peers getting on the road that are uncommitted and, and, and they're committed. But, but um, just in general, you know, Ohio State, is a, they had two decommitments this year. They had four uh, in, in 2020, you know, in, in 2019, but Legend came back in. So really they had three, you know, in, in 2019 they had five. So Ohio State 
uh, history shows that there will be some attrition to what's already in the fold, but history also shows that Ohio State's going to sign one of the top classes in the country. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a, a negative Nancy or a worry bot about, you know, once we have these guys committed, are we going to keep them? We know that Ohio State's going to sign a great class, and most of the guys committed are going to be part of it. But that, that is the, that is true for all the powerhouse programs. It's not just Ohio State. This just happens to be an Ohio State show. No, I agree. And you bring up a great point there that with this class, the visit factor is probably going to be the overarching theme rather than where you're from. So we will keep an eye on that. Here's one guy I want to talk about that I'll admit I'm not as educated on as I need to be because I really never thought he was going to be a Buckeye and I'm still somewhat leery. And that is Rajon Davis, class of 2021. Bill Kerlick has talked about he's one of the only guys left on the board. We all know enough about JT Tuomolau to uh, last us a lifetime. Talk to me about Rajon and his schedule, whether you think it's serious and it's just his current deal. Well, I think at this point when any blue chipper mentions Ohio State and they have a good relationship with them that I, I think that, um, you know, it's it's always serious. That, that I think he is interested in Ohio State, but I don't think he's going to end that bad. Ohio State. I think that USC has been the one that I've considered the one to beat even uh, here over the last couple of months when he was still committed to LSU. So I like USC for Rajon Davis. Uh, I'd be surprised if he ended up anywhere else. And there you have it. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk more recruiting. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, we are back. Many crystal balls have flowed his way. Mark Porter did an unbelievable breakdown of him earlier this week, and that is Kion Grays, wide receiver out of Arizona, once committed to Arizona, now on the market. Many, many believe he'll be a Buckeye. Do you and when? I do as well. I have a crystal ball forecast in favor of Ohio State alongside Bill Kierlich. And I think that um, they're the clear leader for him. And similar to what I said last segment about Rajon Davis, even when he was committed to LSU, I thought USC is the leader. I, I think that I think that um, uh, Ohio State was the leader for Kion even late when he was committed to Arizona before their coaching change. I, I think that in a perfect world, um, you know, you'd like to get him on campus and, and, and for him to make sure that he's comfortable with, with Columbus, but he seems to love everything else about Ohio state. And um, yeah, I don't know when he's, when he's going to pop, but I just think that right now Ohio state's the overwhelming leader for him and, and they love him. And, and so um, Ohio state, they draft at receiver. They don't really recruit receiver. And so if this is a young man they're taking, it, it goes to show you what they think of him. I was going to say, if Ohio State loves you and you're a wide receiver, you could probably put a down payment on a mansion. Last one, Will Johnson, Michigan native, defensive back. Ohio State's been all over him. I'm always leery when they recruit Michigan guys, especially ones whose dad played for the fighting khakis. 
but Michigan did just fire defensive coordinator Don Brown. Does that have any effect, do you think, on the recruitment of Will Johnson? Well, I think that he, there's going to be some patience that comes into play for, for Will Johnson and his recruitment. I, I I like my Michigan crystal ball forecast for him. I think his decision is, is, is bigger than, than a coordinator. I, I think that Ohio State is certainly up there on, on the list for, for him. Um, but at this point, you know, I really like Ohio State for Jaheim Singletary and, and, and I have the low confidence crystal ball for, for Damani Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Damani ultimately ends up going to USC when it's all said and done. Um, you know, there's been some momentum swings with Ohio state and, and certainly Michigan. And, and, and so that recruitment's going to be fluid, but um, uh, Will, with Will, with Will Johnson, you know, I, I just think at the end of the day, I, I got him penciled in Michigan's class. We'll see how that continues to go. All right, back to what I opened the show with. I'm going to lay this out here for Steve, and then he can respond. I said that I think Dabo Swinney is a complete... And your response was? I just love the buildup for these big games. And if you're if that's not for you, then don't you know read the internet or turn on TV and just wait till the game kicks off at 8 o'clock on New Year's Day. But for me, I just, I just kind of love the the pettiness going building up going into the game and just, uh, you know, are you trying to mind bleep somebody and, and going into it? I'm, I'm all for it, man. What's, you know, eventually it's going to get settled on the field. So give me as much, give me as much trash talk as possible going into it. I, I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, I mean, Clemson, you could say that he's trying to put pressure on Ohio state beyond you know, it already being a big game and whether that works or not, who knows? But I mean, for him to take little pot shots at Ohio state, there's gotta be a reason for it to, there's gotta be a method to it for him. I mean, he's, he's obviously creme de la creme at what he does. And, and so I just think it's funny, man. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when they go out there and play, but even like the, the com- I mean, the comments, Ohio State's a little easier to prepare for this year because there's six games, you know, we only had to watch six games. I mean, technically, they did only have to watch six games. I mean, it's so it's just it's just funny that it's being said that, hey, when, when Ohio State runs out of the tunnel, it's going to be the most talented team that Clemson's played this year. And, and so it, it's it, – and last year's game was epic and – uh there's a lot of salt in the wound for Ohio State from last year's game. And, you know, th- these these out-of-conference rivalries is what college football is turning into because Ohio State's been so dominant in the Big Ten. Clemson's been so dominant in the ACC. Alabama's been so dominant in the SEC that those these are the, becoming the rivalries in college football right now. And, and so that's why you guys have an extra disdain for Dabo Sweeney because Clemson's becoming your guys' rival. I mean, you're recruiting against them. You're beating them for Julian Fleming, uh, but you're losing Jackson Carmen. Like, it, the stakes are higher in these games now because it, it bleeds over into recruiting, and you guys are the best teams in college football. And if if, if Davos, if there was if there wasn't so many pivotal matchups with Clemson now or potential ones, you guys wouldn't care as much about uh, what Coach Sweeney's saying. It's just this is becoming the rivalry, and it's great, and I love it. Ohio State, Clemson, let's hate each other. Let's go. Let's get on the field and get after it. The same teams go to the college football playoff every year, and my advice to Mister S would be 
act like you've been there. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. <laughs>